0: Is all back to 7A New Jersey Turnpike. It's now open every day and every night from ten to ten. So come any day, come any night. The greatest day in your life is here. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the great adventure I remember. How <laughs> <laughs> about one
1: roller coaster in that thing?
0: I right. forgot to ask you if I'm allowed to laugh during that. And then I saw it was on mute. <laughs> I All right. Hello and welcome to the second episode
2: of Some Great Adventures, a podcast where three old buddies who met and uh, worked at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey uh, just chat about their adventures at the park. Uh, I'm Steve Hicks and my co host star, Scott Loudon,
0: Chris Paluso.
2: All right. And uh, also joining us from the background, handling the actual taping of the podcast, is our friend Ming Chen. Uh, he was a co-star of AMC's Comic Book Men, which, if you've never seen it, is available on Amazon Prime. You should check it out. It's pretty interesting. Uh, Pawn stars with comics. Pretty cool. Um, also, if you ever want to make a podcast, and let's face it, us three goofballs have no idea how to do this on our own. So <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. To- <laughs> Just reach out to us. Uh, Ming, who co-owns the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. You can find them uh, right on their website or on the Facebook page. So, gentlemen, yeah. let's jump right into it. Um, the last podcast, we talked about our backgrounds, and uh, we've all had various positions at Six Flags. We're kind of all jacks trades there. Uh, some more than others. I didn't even realize, so all the shit you did. You kind of blew my blew me away a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think
0: I like most the of us the know...
2: <laughs> Ah, yeah, you were a, a part four. You just switched to partners every month, every week. Right.
0: Yeah. Let's, see what's, let's um, see what's happening over here. <laughs> I'm sick of Billy. Guys, that's it. I'm going up I'm going the game. <laughs> um,
2: I think most of us spent our time in rides. Um, and, but uh, well, you know what? Before we jump into that, I got to say something. Uh, I was super surprised by the feedback we got. We got a lot of feedback on the first podcast. Uh, and most of it, except the stuff about Scott, was all positive. I mean, Scott was all negative. You
1: know? yeah. Can we expect any
2: less? you One of them that had me cracking up the most, though, uh, was after we talked about the typhoon, AKA the vomit twister. Uh, Jay Zabo wrote into me and was like, I think I deserve a shout out because you, you assholes made me work that vomit ride for one full season
1: he put on that a whole season?
2: I don't know. He did! I actually forgot too until he said it. I was like, he does deserve a
1: yeah, What the hell did he do to deserve that?
0: I was the lead. lead problems. Uh, yeah, well, I, was, I was the lead for a season and a half, so I feel his pain.
1: We understand why you were there, Chris, but we yeah, understand absolutely. why he <laughs>
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
2: let's talk a little bit about... Um, the, the differences between a, a new ride soup and uh, an experienced ride soup. Um, I know we both have some, uh, like all of us have some ideas about the differences, uh, and they're pretty big. Um, I remember my uh, my first week as a ride soup, generally, uh, what the public probably doesn't know, but it makes absolute sense, is that when you first promote it, you're not on your own. You're shadowed by an experienced soup, Um and they, you know, the amount of time they shadow you really depends on uh, basically when they determine you're safe.
1: <laughs> you can be on your own, you know. So for some so people. I was basically shadowed for months. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't,
2: I don't want to say, but some people are shadowed for months, maybe a season.
0: Some people are shadowed for a week, you know. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. They're never left oh, alone.
2: <laughs> no.
1: I think I'm um, still being shadowed to this day.
0: Yeah. You're not even there, right?
1: Did, did
0: you ever see the Grudge where that ghost stands on the guy's <laughs> shoulders, <laughs> critiquing how bad he's doing every day? <laughs> Just the same thing with a little notepad, a little
2: spiral. Exactly. Flip. <laughs> he's getting his daily demerits. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my, uh, my first day um i went in the backstage dining and i was being shadowed by kenny now and kenny's like you know you always have to take a break i'm gonna teach you this early like just take a break you've got to go to backstage dining which is ironic because i know chris me and you've talked about this toward the last couple of years i was a soup did you ever go to backstage dining? no
0: no yeah it was like one once in a blue moon you'd see me there that's about it
2: yeah, yeah. same here you go there, so you got a call, or something breaks down, or something happens, it just wasn't worth the fucking chicken tender,
0: you know? It's just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, be- I became very acquainted with those vending machines over by wardrobe,
2: exactly. Oh. But uh, but so it was like my first day, I think, and uh, we went to backstage dining, and uh, you know, we got our hot dogs and hammers that uh, the hell we had because there was not a lot of selection there at the time, and uh, we go and we sit down, and we have a big old cup of soda. And you know, back then the cups didn't even have tops; they were just open. You stick your straw in, or you just drink it out of the side. Got my radio there. Kenny's on the other side of me. And first thing that happens as we sit down, based on 140, my hand shoots out to grab the radio. It's that big ass big gulp, and <laughs> all over the table, all over the food. The radio is now doused, which is one of the number one things you don't do is get your radio wet. And I'm just looking at him, and he's just dying, just fucking dying. But uh, that that was, like, a, a learning lesson, though, man. Like, holy shit, just take a pause. Every time a call comes in, take a pause. You don't need to rush. You know, like, that's yeah. definitely, like, experience versus new soup thing, you know? But uh, what about you guys? you guys have any stories about, like, when you were in new soups or, or or know of any new soups that kind of went off the rails? <laughs>
0: You go ahead, Scott. I <laughs> got one. I can hear I can, I can tell. I can tell I saw his face.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that one. I mean, I'm sure that I was just, just as big a fool when I was a new supervisor. I mean, there's like your new supervisor normal stuff, and then every new supervisor knows eventually they're going to come to the point where they get, you know, their first power failure park-wide, and then that's when everything just goes off the hook. But I remember succinctly one time, at the time when you and I were at the top of the Asian Tower, right? In Adventure yeah. Rivers. And I know we're not saying last names, but we'll just say Mike was uh, a new oh, soup. Wait, right, right. Mike Crash. Yeah, well, it might be. But we you yeah. at the top of the Asian Tower when the power went off, and he came running through like. And he was running through the weeds and like all the the high like trunk rollers and the Congo Rapids for some reason like a maniac, and it was like that scene out of Better Off Dead where John Cusack falls into the dump truck, and we just look at each other like, damn shame when a new soup goes running around like a crazy man like that. I do remember that.
2: I do remember that. Yeah. That, that Crash family, they, they did a lot of damage at the park. Didn't they? <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: yeah. In, in, in Mr. Crash's defense, I'll throw out there that maybe nothing specific when I was new, but I was like Forrest Cup. Like people were looking at that boy's a running fool. <laughs> I, would, I would run back and forth, back and forth through the park. You would have thought the place was on fire. Um, I, at one point, the, you know, it was the the freefall operator had such a good view of me as I. they would see me going back and forth. And I think they, at the time, there was a promo where it was like, there goes that news van again. So that's what they used to always say when they would see me going by. <laughs> there goes that news van again, because they'd see me blow by back and forth, back and forth all day long. Uh, and then I learned, you know, hey, a, a brisk walk. <laughs> is, is, is appropriate in most cases until you get to a back area. And then even still, you can take a beat. It's all good. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, but, really and that is, that is absolutely a huge difference between a new soup and an old soup. New soups
2: run through that park, and every guest is like, holy shit, there's like, somebody's getting shot, somebody's getting killed, because they are running through, like, almost screaming as you are doing
0: yeah. it, whereas <laughs> soups are just like, they're walking. <laughs>
1: it's, yeah.
2: it's a brisk walk,
0: they're walking, exactly. you know? <laughs> exactly. You know, you might have a breakdown, you might have to pee. Either one, you know what I mean? Like Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, yeah, so let,
2: let's uh all right. Well, while we're talking about breakdowns, uh <laughs> let's talk about some weird breakdowns, because we we that's one thing we've definitely all experienced. Um I'll kick that off. One of the one of the most breakdowns that bums me out the most, which is probably still happening to this day, because I don't think they've ever figured out a way to stop it. Is the raccoons in the belts at the hydroflume and especially the log flume. And this is something guests will never be aware of, but employees in rides are like, uh the um the, basically the raccoons go underneath there's two lifts on the uh, log flume and one on the hydroflume. And you know, when you're the thing that brings those boats up is just a big old belt. It's a big old conveyor belt. For whatever reason, the raccoons like to try to go underneath the conveyor belts. I don't know if they think it's where they can make a house. I don't know what it is, but every single year those raccoons go under there, and it's usually not one. It's like a family, and every year you can't see them. They're in a spot on lift two at the log from where you, there's no way to see them when you do the, the ride check in the morning, um, and you're kind of glad about that because, I mean, you really don't want face to come face-to-face with the raccoon from like a foot away anyway, to be honest with you, but you can't see them. <laughs> And then you fire up the ride, and all you hear is, blah, 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 and that's Aww. it. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> the raccoon is now just, just nothing. <laughs> They're like nothing left. <laughs> Maybe it
1: the heaven gate call. Maybe they wanted to end it. They were just. I going mean, to look it could be. It could be, be. Yeah, that
2: could be it. it. Could be a suicide cult. Who the hell knows? You know. <laughs> I mean, there was there were at least two years that I was at Log Logfilm that I remember um, both as a lead and as a supervisor. One twenty killing off almost an entire family and not on purpose. Like you can't do anything about it. I mean, they just keep
0: going under. You're like, did you learn from your
2: dad yesterday?
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Help us help you. (laughs) 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 And there's nothing Uh, you can do about it. What are you supposed to do? Poor (laughs) X.
2: And the worst is the mechanics because the mechanics would have to come and actually pull them out of the belt. Oh oh, yeah. It's, It's a horror, man. It's a horror. What about you guys you
1: have any uh, nature gone muck breakdowns yeah I Chris you mind if I go first I'll go right ahead so yeah I mean this one is by far one of my strangest calls um, at the Congo Rapids where there was a family of geese that were swimming around toward the bottom of the ride and you know they stopped like loading people it was like some huge emergency and I get there and the guys that worked in Fiberglass, I remember the one guy's name was Dougie who was there. And the other guy, I, I don't Dougie remember Pat. the other guy's name. Do you remember the other Pat. guy's name? What? Pat. Okay. And was he the one who was, like, more, like, hardcore, like, high-strung, like, because? Dougie was the younger guy. Pat was more of the Mario Brothers-looking guy. Yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. So it was Dougie. And you remember the third guy, the guy that was, like, oh. Dougie? Was,
2: I know stuff. who you're talking about. I don't remember his I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't remember saying, though.
1: I, I probably forgot his name on purpose because he was so intense. Like, he was kind of angry. So we'll just call him fiberglass guy. But he went down there, and he, like, you know, took care of business. He went and scooped up, like, half of the family of, like, uh, ducklings or gooslings or whatever they're called. And he's running up. He gets to like the center dock and he starts to cross over the boat into to get onto the center island to let the geese go. And Andy Kerr was operating. Oh, this isn't a bad story, so I could say his last name, but <laughs> he's operating and he started the boat moving forward on the belt before the oh, guy. I know this on the story. <laughs> and the guy like they flipped over, you know, feet overhead onto the belts down below. Somehow he was like a football player. He didn't fumble the ball. He still had the geese. He got up. And he looked at Andy like he was gonna kill him, and then, and Andy's like, "I don't know, I didn't, I didn't know." And he's like, I, "The guy who came out of nowhere." He's like, "All upset." i was like, "It's all right, Andy. We're not gonna, we're not gonna fire you or demote you and transfer you yet. We're gonna wait for you to forget to do the crossing signal to do that." But, <laughs> so, and the most craziest thing is, I had to go and settle the guy down. I still don't remember his name, but I was like, "Look, was like it was an accident." He didn't see you coming. Like, you want to use out for blood. He wanted to kill Andy, so. Um, he talked about all year. All year, that fiberglass dude was
2: pissed at Andy. The whole effing rest of the year. I remember every morning at checks he'd be evil eyeing
1: him. I remember that. And he would say, don't send that guy down here to talk to me. He's like, yep. don't let him talk to me. But yeah, I, I got to give him credit, though. He only lost one of the, of the uh, what do you call a baby goose? Like a goslin? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's sure. a gosling. We only lost one gosling that day, and it was in the most messed up way because it was swimming. It was swimming against the current, and a boat came, and all we saw was the gosling was there, and then the boat was there, and then the gosling wasn't there anymore, and we thought it was a magic trick until we saw the gosling without a head floating by. And the, but that wasn't <laughs> the worst thing that was in that water. There was a lot of scary things in that water over the years, but um, yeah, so that was my uh, nature story. Nice. What about you blew so.
0: Yeah, definitely uh I was I was a I was a senior for this but um I I was definitely running. Um I was doing a shift change I guess up at the office and uh just you know, gathering stuff getting ready and uh can't remember her name who's in dispatch just starts yelling Heidi. to me Heidi, Heidi yeah. Yes. Heidi starts, yeah. Yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yes. Heidi, she starts yelling, Chris, Chris, you gotta get the Batman. So I come running out of the office. I'm like, what's going on? She goes, she had her hands up in the air. She's like, There's bees all over Batman. There's bees. <laughs> so so she goes, Yeah, I get there. I was like, okay. And I, I actually did run and I thought it was justified for sure. I get there, I cross over through the train through the back. And I get to the platform and it did, it looked like I was in a bad B movie because the whole platform had at least a dozen guests laying there writhing in pain from so many bites on their <laughs> legs, holding their heads, holding their eyes, their arms. And I was just like, Whoa. So I'm like, but I don't see any bees. You know? so like, they're like, they're on the lift, you know? So they were pointing. <laughs> like on the lift. I go out about 10 feet onto the lift and, uh, You didn't see it. You couldn't see it when you when you were walking out to it. But as soon as you went at about 10 feet, I was engulfed in bees. There were wasps, bees, everything just flying all around. You visibility was low. That's how that's how many bees there were. You know, I don't know if it worked or not, but I was like, "Let's send empty trains, send it through the bees." We couldn't <laughs> have
1: send regular trains full of people. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah.
0: true adventurers, we should have offered that. I really do think we have <laughs> front row through the swarm. Right? anybody want the front row? Go ahead. you your
1: opportunity.
0: Yeah, no. And then you know, we started to get them to dissipate and everything. And then about five ten minutes later, I remember like it was yesterday. I get a call from Billy. You know, who's aware of it by now, but wasn't there. And he's like, can you come out front? He goes, it's much worse. <laughs> I'm, oh. like, so, I'm like, how the hell could it be much worse? I go out to the front and one of those planters off to the left of the Batmobile um, was just thick. Of an enormous swarm of bees and wasps, um, which I also thought was weird too. I didn't even know they got along. It was bees and wasps. So it, wasn't, it wasn't just one or the other. I vividly remember both, um, and they were all together. It must have been a big party. They, you know, maybe they got a group rate or something for PA uh, that day. Um, but yeah, yeah, and I remember uh, Mike from Grounds coming with the whole Grounds crew with a bunch of cans of uh, insecticide, <laughs> thinking that if they tried to spray them with this insecticide, they would have died. <laughs> they would have been killed. So we ended up just quarantining the the whole area off about 50 yards all around it. And uh, yeah, they 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 had their day at the park, and then they moved on. <laughs> You know, maybe they went to Disney. I don't know. But they never came back again. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah. that was my uh, When Animals Attack GA uh, experience. uh, My favorite for sure. I love it. What about – here's
2: a weird one. Um, we We may never even have talked about this one before. What about gross breakdowns? Can you think of any gross breakdowns? Like we, we talked last, last uh podcast about the typhoon, which is obviously gross because of the throw up factor, right? But yeah. I remember covering 131 and the fucking ball crawl went down seven times in one shift. Oh. And you know why it went down? <laughs> yeah. Why would the ball crawl up the kitty area go down?
1: I'm going
0: to admit, admit something to you guys right now. You you might even be pissed because I don't know what your deal is with it. Are you want I, I, the ball bro? I <laughs> once, once, Now I <laughs> I had to really go. No, I I've actually never worked Bugs Bunny Land. Not one hour, not one minute. Never had to work it. Have you guys right. ever worked I, it? not even ever recovered one thirty? I covered one thirty, like for like a brief moment, never like for a full day or anything like that. And I, I <laughs> never even had to go there as far as coverage. I, I guess I might have had to go there for coverage or whatever, but I never had to work it. And I remember Soups always having to fill in and work it and whatnot. I don't know how it happened. I never tried to avoid it, but somehow I lucked out. I never had to work that. Never had to work Qualic Canyon. Another fun one. So when you sent all
2: those employees to BBL and you always sent them saying, we all have to put our time in, you were just a lying motherfucker.
0: Yes. Huge hypocrite. Huge wow. hypocrite. And uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I didn't even know I was doing it to them because you know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> I never experienced it myself. Wow, I would Somehow, someway,
2: some just luck to the draw. Well, just luck the The work bad. crew, though. You know what the ride went. What the ball crawl goes down for? You know oh, yeah. from work crew why that ball crawl gets called down.
0: Yeah, I also know from work crew our wonderful cleaning method of those balls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's about the
0: same uh, cleaning method as Koala Canyon. So <laughs> yeah, and the typhoon just minus the soap. Typhoon, no soap, just water. Hey, those balls
1: air dry, man. They air dry. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Canyon
1: used to crack me up because
2: it would go down because of pee or poop. And basically, they would just come over and water treatment guys and shock the fuck out of the water. There would be so much stuff they would dump in the water that you're like, how is it not burning kids alive when they step into the water, you
1: know? <laughs> well, the best was they're like seeing the employees argue over who had to scoop the uh, baby roof oh, yeah. out of the water. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> you do it. No, you do it. It was like us when we were working at the video store in the off season. <laughs> where- we yeah, about, yeah. had to put away the stickies, the the adult films. We called ooh, the stickies. The All the oh. cases were. Ugh. Yeah, it was it was nasty. That was a oh. story another day. But the quality was bad.
2: Hey Chris, I'm proud to yeah. say that in both instances I won. I didn't touch those videos, <laughs> and I didn't clean the quality
1: <laughs> Yeah, Damn shame! I always lost. It was like we weren't even at the park. He wasn't even my boss. And I'm still putting away those nasty stickies. I, I, that was my rule.
2: That was my rule at the video store. I do not touch the adult boxes. I do not <laughs> touch those things. Big Al gave us gloves. I might touch it, but otherwise, I do." So.
1: Like, why are you calling Scott sticky? <laughs> <laughs> I can't get these papers off of my hands. They just stick to them. Yeah.
2: I mean, we're a little yeah. bit off topic, but Chris, let me tell you, when the same guy comes in for the fourth time at the video store <laughs> in about three hours,
1: <laughs>
2: uh, you know, it's got like, a
1: lot of endurance. Enough,
2: dude. you know, you got
0: a problem. But he's, he's got a lot of stamina, team. though. you got to look at the positives. He's got a lot of stamina. Uh, he's, not even
1: <laughs> watching. he's not even looking at the story. He's just fast-forwarding to the good parts. That's, That's pretty true. true. Yeah. He doesn't even know the stories.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, damn <they have> stories? <laughs> respect, respect the
1: storyline, man. <laughs> Do I remember something, though, when we speak about Koala Canyon? Wasn't there something about a, a person there who was like uh, kind of worked up and aroused or something? Oh, like,
0: yeah, we're going to have to get Vanderham on here at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know okay, I don't remember this story, so
2: this is this is definitely one we're have to go back to someday with Anderham for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Speedo, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. We'll have to leave that one for when he's on. So we'll take a note. Yeah. Future buddy, I,
2: Scott uh, wants to talk about being aroused in Koala Canyon. I wrote the note down. There. <laughs>
0: there, there we go. There we go. Something about a Speedo. <laughs>
1: I would like to state that that has nothing to, in any way, shape, or form have to do with me. What, somebody else completely. I just remembered the story.
0: Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, the call was interesting too. Um, but uh, yeah, no, um, not not nearly as bad as uh, the uh, ball crawl. But uh, yeah, Batman would get th- uh, closed for um, you know uh, my my my. I have to retrieve a leg. Um and the eyeball was oh, a little man. you know. I ha- I was happy to do it, of I course. But that. Retrieving wait, a glass eye is a little on the gross side, oh, you know a, what a I mean? Die. Like okay, yeah, yeah. I did find one. There there have been a few, but I didn't you know what that were not recovered, but I did find one right. once. Right.
1: There were <laughs> a few Bat- glass eyes that weren't recovered?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Now I mean it's small, there's lots of rocks and stuff like that. I think I was batting about two fifty. I want to say about four eyeballs and only one recovered. Oh. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, that gets you to the big leagues, Yeah, Yeah, you know. I would
0: I would say it would put me above the base salary. Okay, you know, so I'll take
1: So that now that you brought up eyeballs missing, so that reminds me of my most disgusting non puke or poop story is uh, I wasn't a soup, but I was a I was the lead at the uh, the Dream Street Cables, the east side, you know, the good side of the cables where all the action <laughs> happened. Dream on and so we got a call that somebody lost a finger in the, the door of the sky ride the, the most fucked up thing was they you know the person's finger got chopped off in the door and it was a kid and they got the family out you know immediately and got the medical care but they forgot to get the finger so they sent the fucking do- the car oh. out the station from the west side which i can imagine you know i'd be pretty upset too if that happened and i would probably not be thinking about getting the finger either I was going to say, was it a middle finger? (laughs) Actually, I don't know. To this day, I don't know which finger it was. At least it would be funnier. (laughs) (laughs) So, and we get a call, you know, and I was a lead, so it came in on the phone. Yeah, by the, you know, we're going to stop loading people immediately and start looking in every car for a finger. I'm like, what? Like, so... I had everybody, you know, we did exactly what they said. We started parking the cars, we were looking in every single car for the finger, we couldn't find the thing. And we're looking for like a half hour. Finally, somebody from investigations comes down and he's going through the cars. He finds it in like five seconds. It was crazy. <laughs> it was like, it was like in the, uh, you know, the seam where the, the door meets the car and the hinge. Yeah, it was yeah, in there. Yeah. So. Grabbed it, threw it in a cup, a cup of ice, and they took off real quick, you know, to the hospital so they can reattach it to the kid's hand. But yeah, that was definitely my, you know, I wanted to find the finger, but I didn't want to be the one to find the finger. You know, that was the thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. I was happy to find the eyeballs, you know, and, and I felt terrible, you know, but it's, you know,
1: it's, you know. Oh. It'd be different if it was an actual eyeball. Like, glass eye. okay. but yeah. they have, like, the yeah. nerve hanging off of it and everything.
0: I'd no, be... no, no. Like I said, we're not wearing gloves or anything, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> What'd you do? You just spit on it and wipe it off and give it back to Yeah, you know, I busted
0: it off. It's all good.
1: Pre-COVID days, that was acceptable back then.
0: Exactly, exactly.
2: So what about... Um... All right, let's get off the gross ones. <laughs> 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 what about... I'll be honest with you. I, I was never... Unless it was like I was covering one thirty night. One thirty is the only section I didn't know well enough to ever feel fully comfortable. Every other section, even one fifty, only because I covered it so many times, I felt comfortable and I never worried about breakdowns. One thirty, for some reason, I was always nervous about the fucking screen machine, um, just because you know I didn't know it well enough. Like as far as a breakdown, I never had to evacuate the fucking screen machine on my own. Honestly, I got lucky because every time I covered it the mechanics or the fucking team leads would be able to do anything. If we ever take them down from the lift, they were already done before I even got to the ride. Like they knew their shit so well. But um, I'm thinking about like most times when a ride broke down, I didn't have any problems with it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. To me, it was like, that's what I'm here for. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm really good at it. And I like it. So like when I loved getting calls, at the big wheels on balance and he used to crack me up because you could hear it before you even got the radio call from base. you could hear like, the other side of the <laughs> park, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Who's operating the <laughs> big wheel right now? <laughs> it was like it was like a fucking great challenge because that's that's something where I would say probably like maybe maybe one out of every twenty ride hoops knew how to go in there, step in that booth, and automatically rebalance it without having to unload the whole fucking thing. Generally, most of them would just start unloading, let the weight bearing go down, unload, unload, unload. Deal with the yells and that's it because everyone's screaming at you because it's the scariest thing in the world because big wheel runs off the tires, his brakes, and they just squeal when it's unbalanced. So you hear it. It's I mean it sounds like a cat being killed throughout the entire park, nonstop. Or even better, it's so unbalanced it doesn't stop. It just keeps going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: The best one. guys, good, good there was only one employee I knew who could unbalance or rebalance the wheel without a supervisor. And that was this guy right here. I I learned that if you press the inch button and the stop button continuously back and, you know, back to back, like repetitively, that fucking wheel would go in reverse for as long as you wanted it to until you let go of the buttons and then you it would stop on its own. So you could get whoever had unbalanced the wheel off. So right, it was right. great. It was like right. a rare power for a red tag to have. I could show up, you know, people would call me, like, hey, Scott, the wheels on balance. I don't want to call the supervisor. Can you come over <laughs> and, you know, like, in stop, inch stop, inch stop, in stop. Oh, yeah, money shot. We're out of here. You know, it was great. that was you know, a great know? one. I
0: also
2: love the rapids. I mean, it took a skill to operate rapids in manual. If you had to actually, like, like know how to actually, you know, run it in manual, just like sitting there and run it. I mean, I know, Scott, there are times when me and you, when we we're bored, we just go over there and do it in manual just to keep our fucking skills
1: up. Not really supposed yeah. to. We told the boys not to do it, but we do it. You know. <laughs> uh, I remember sometimes we would do it and, you know, make Kenny Kravitsky on load during it just so we can make him work even harder. You know, you're like, We huh, did do that. <laughs> oh, Kenny, pick it up, Kenny. Pick it up. Pick up the pace. But yeah, I mean, and it's weird because I was there a few years ago with my family and it's totally different now. It's like, And it probably makes a lot more sense the way they're doing it now, but they just, the boats just continuously move along the platform very slowly. So there's no start and stop of the boats anymore. So it takes all the fun out of it. I mean, if you're like the ride operator, you're just sitting there watching the boats like coming through the platform, basically. Well, it's
2: funny if you think about it, it does take all the fun out of it, but it also takes all the lawsuits out of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But that was a great ride, man. The work that was, that was awesome. What about um, you guys?
2: Were there any breakdowns you guys just loved, to go
1: to? Like you knew you had that shit? Oh, Rapids was mine for sure. I mean,
0: oh, uh, yeah. Free, free, free fall and Batman for sure. Um, just felt, uh, I enjoyed the calm. I, you know, like I actually thrived off of just jumping in the free fall position. And yeah. after a while, it wasn't that way early on? There was still always a little something, you know, because yeah, 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 you're, yeah. you're in free fall position, you know. Um, but uh, no, no, I enjoyed because, you know, uh, you either had somebody in there that was extremely irate, you had somebody in there that was very scared most of the time. And uh, yeah, just getting them into a better place and uh, showing them, like, nah, it's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're going to have you out of here in a few minutes. All good. And we're going to take a walk.
2: You nailed it, Flusso. That's also a huge difference between a new soup and experienced soup, though. New right. soups go to breakdown scared shitless. And they that that they have no poker face. That conveys right to the yeah. crowd. And experience yeah. soups, they almost don't trust you because they're like, you're too fucking
0: calm. What is up with you? you know? Exactly. And I would always try to like, you yeah, know, it's 13 stories. I wasn't fat at the time, but still 13 stories. So I would always give myself a beat, you know. Before getting into the car, and uh, I mean, nobody could be Kevin up those stairs. Although, it was always funny to hint at it every now and then because it would drive them nuts. Kevin was right, like right, Superman right. going up those steps. <laughs> I don't think Superman could be Kevin up those steps. But still, it was huh. fun to mess with him. Um, but yeah, I used to get up there pretty fast myself too. And But I needed a breather. I need a little breather. Let me give myself a second. <laughs> we
1: the got the same car. Worry like, don't worry, I got a... Take a breath, <laughs> take, take a breath me as
0: i catch my breath yeah the mechanics would always be like that you know they'd be up there be like oh, take a breath kid don't worry about it take a breath <laughs> 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 like up there on top of the car looking down at you <laughs> so great
2: i'm surprised scott you said rapids i thought flying wave would be your ride but you know
1: anyway <laughs> Oh no! i mean i thought i'd you know I didn't want to go there because yeah, that was awesome because it would just come down and you know, people would get off, and you'd be fine. You'd be like, all right, fine. I'm got- here <laughs> yeah. so. <laughs> for your speed.
0: You can handle it real easy. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of, two, like you touched on the tires. I got to touch on that with my and Starship. and But also, oh, real fast yeah. about Flying Wave, I actually had a Signal 2 on the centrifuge one time. <laughs> that oh, was, for anybody right. who's not sure, that is a scrambler, you know, at most places. So <laughs> very unusual Signal 2. I think... Within about three seconds of being there, I jiggled the little pin, pulled it out, and they were done. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 so it was there was a very simple evacuation, <laughs> but uh, we did have a signal too on the centrifuge one time. Um, but uh, one of my f- absolute favorites. Um, my man, Brian, great lead. Maybe not his uh, greatest moment, but he was very, very – one of my favorite leads, though. Uh, uh, loop, uh, Looping Starship was an alpha, which means like even – because the slightest rain I always thought was the worst-case scenario for it. Heavy rain, I think, was better in some ways. The slightest rain because you get that gleam on the tires and yep. nothing mm-hmm. – was stopping the ship and Uh sure enough it's signal two and i'm like signal two what's going on like i'm heading over i can see it as i'm going there it's flying it's looping over and over again and as you get there, it was one of my – I always thought it was the most hilarious because they're on probably about loop 10 by the time I even got there. And it normally only does two to three loops. They're probably on 10, maybe even more by the time I get there. And you just hear them as they come into the station like, you stupid son of a bitch, stop this right. I'm going to kill you <laughs> if you won't stop it. Stop the fucking ride, I'm gonna kill you if you don't stop this ride. <laughs> And they around and and Brian's coming in and out of the booth going, Everybody remain calm <laughs> surprisingly wasn't helping. <laughs> it wasn't helping, you know. So did you have but, like a
1: loudspeaker speaker he could talk to them over? Or? Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah. It was uh yeah, like I said, one of my favorites, maybe not his best moment, but uh and not his fault either. There was a it was a probably a sun shower that came on very quickly. <laughs> um but uh yeah, just absolutely hysterical. And I think they easily did 20 loops uh that day. It was – uh right. that was an – They got
1: an extra long ride. I they mean, got like, like 10
0: rides out of one. I mean, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you know,
2: it's funny. Now, you just made me think of another one. So same thing. So this is old school too. I mean, we're talking early – this is 80s. The runaway train, as a roller coaster, used to run three trains, which they stopped doing because the crew just could not – you had to be really good at that ride to be able to load and unload three trains. It was just – you had to have them out. You had like a minute and a half to get them unloaded from in the station and reload and get the train out. But the cooler thing about it is in the old days, it was also a tire-driven brake system. So it used to have two sets of three tires that would rotate backwards – and actually just slow it down like that, right? Now it's not like that. It's a metal-controlled system. It's basically a metal brake pad that just cinches in and stops on a time. Tires and rain, as we just discussed, are very bad. And same thing. They would get an instant sun shower you wouldn't expect. Those tires got wet, and the trains would not stop. You couldn't do shit about it, and they would just come in, and everybody, exactly like you, let us all
1: out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, in, and now so people, good. like,
1: coming up the
2: eggs and going, why are my kids going around
0: again? <laughs> stop it? To stop it. You I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Everyone's just yelling, why won't you stop it? Like, we're crazy. <laughs> I shouldn't have oh just started God. laughing like
2: crazy, man. It was great. But that actually is one of my like favorite memories of being a black tag and just watching the trains going in, going out, going in. Going out. And you're just sitting there going, Oh shit. I'm gonna either get hit or they're gonna figure it out. I don't know, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I mean, you know, they're all those times are funny as hell. Like when you you know that everybody's safe, but they're all like all worked up and everything because oh, of yeah. what's going on. But you know there's no possibility they're going to get hurt. Absolutely,
2: they're, right. in, the, they're right. in. They're
1: locked in. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. as a rides person, I mean, I know you guys just like me care deeply about the safety of the people like in the ride. Like right. I never. Well, there was one time that somebody I saw like legitimately did something. That was, like, unsafe, and I fired him on the spot for it. Right. But um, I have to say, yeah, I mean, oh, but for the most part, yeah, it was funny as hell when you know that it was just, you know, there wasn't yeah. any risk for the person. But
0: Right, it's, it's right. Just, <laughs> this, nothing we could do. <laughs> yeah, just like we were talking about the other day about, um, uh, you know, a ride that's uh, signal two that you're not going to evacuate. You're not going to, but they want to, there's, there's people on that train that don't want to go and you got <laughs> to right. convince them to go over the top. I used to go always ahead. be up on top of Batman at the top of the crown of the lift saying, all right, got to talk them into going over the top. So I'd get up there and I'd be like, who is it? They would point me to that row. I want off of this ride. <laughs> like, and that it was usually about a three to five minute conversation about computer errors and everything. And sometimes it was just, Send it. We so when, when Rolling Thunder would have
2: a train stuck on the top of the lift and we knew that we could get it fixed and sent over, so we didn't have to unload them. I would go up there with it the, with whoever the employee was. And as soon as you got that first guy that's like, oh no, 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 I'm coming off. I'm coming off. I used to actually do this. I'm sorry, what? What? And then the second they would tell me you're good to go, I'd be like, I can't hear you, but I'll talk to you when you're in. And then we'd run down. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Though, because the rule right. on probably a lot of the coasters, but definitely Batman, is you couldn't take one person off. No, if you, you were going to evacuate, you lock
2: shut yeah, the power, take yeah, yes, everybody so. out. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. So that's why yeah, you had to You had insane. to convince them to go over the top. <laughs> yes. 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. Let's you let's it the, uh,
1: over the top speech like the when you turn your hat around facing backwards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the off, but also so it gives you courage. Over the top, baby.
2: I think no. We got enough time to hit the uh, hit the big daddy. Let's talk about the big daddy a breakdown. So you're you're having a good day, park is completely full, but everybody you got snapping out your ass. There's people everywhere. You're just chilling. And then it gets quiet. So fucking quiet. And you know what's about to come. (laughs) Signal Uh, two, power failure.
0: (laughs) Man, I love you talking about the quiet. It was so eerie. And I used to always hear. Oh, yeah.
2: Everything went quiet. Like people weren't even talking in the park. The guests weren't there anymore.
1: It was like your senses started to tingle, like you knew. And that was like, what we, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but as a ride rider, that's what I lived for, man. That's oh yeah, like, it was great. That was my reason it. for being, you know. Like, I loved
2: like- it, man. So while we take it, uh, Scott, I think you you're basically one forty one sixty for the most part. So you probably had it easiest out of all of us on power failure. Oh, yeah. Where where would you have to go? What like what? I mean, so just for the uninitiated, when you have a power failure, the flat rides you don't give a flying fuck about. You ain't going to the rotor. You ain't going to the scrambler. You don't care because they're just going to drop down and they're going to be exited off the ride. And that's it. All you care about are your big rides. And basically you care about the big rides where something might stick where you can't get the people off easily. That's what you care about. So from your perspective in 141.60, like where would you go? What would you do?
1: yeah in my time at great adventure i I somehow managed to like successfully avoid like ever like learning anything about roller coasters because i was in those but yeah i mean you know 140 was simple you know you go to you go to cables you know the important side of cables the dream street side where they had that little vw bus engine like this to uh get the people off the ride if the power went down and they'd start it up and it was like you know You'd choke on the fumes while the cars were coming in, but you get them all off before you shut that engine back down. So, And then when you were done there, you went to the big wheel. But, you know, Adventure Rivers 160 was much better because, well, you had the Riptide, which was kind of like an afterthought. I mean, you would always go to Rapids first because basically, you know, power failure is like a flush. And for anybody who doesn't know how the Rapids works, as a flush is everybody... And the boats get sucked into the reservoir where all the extra water goes when the ride's off, and you gotta like, basically, you know, get everybody evacuated from there. So it takes a long time, and it's, you know, a process to get everybody out, and you gotta like, you know, get it all sorted out, you know, so everybody's safe and all. So that was that was basically the whole secret of one forty one sixty. You never were a super one forty, Condor.
2: Yeah, you no, weren't a super, right?
1: Condor no, was a. Skull Mountain, which was like the bitch of roller coasters, you know, (laughs) like the little bitch, and that was there. But and I had to evacuate that once or twice. But I, you know, like you, I went, you know, into the ride. I went to the lead, and hopefully they were a good lead. And I was like, all right, what do we do? (laughs) That was a
2: baby coaster. I mean, that was a baby coaster. It was the it was the test version of the ride that the park bought. It was a piece of shit version of it. It's not even the real you know
0: coaster. That was a baby Mm -hmm. coaster though. Which one's that? Skull Mountain. What's that? Which ones? Skull Mountain? Skull Mountain. Oh, oh yeah. You know what great I mean, breakdown Six, there with Karen.
2: Like, yeah, Six Flags was notorious for buying like the first version of a, of a ride before they, they mass-produced it into a bigger version. They did that all the time. Dude, it had three horizontal
0: loops. <laughs> <laughs> I used to I mean, crack up every time the commercial came on. I'm like, everybody would be like, what the hell's a horizontal loop? Just going around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call it like a saddle or a twister, but now we're getting a little fancy, you know. <laughs> Three horizontal loops. I used to love that
1: commercial. It was so good. Oh, oh you're man! Pulling like 1.5 Gs going through that.
0: Oh, yeah. No, uh, me and Karen had a great – it was early on, it it just opened, I think, only for like months or whatever. I, I guess I got like some sort of battlefield promotion where I, I don't know if I was operating or covering all three sections or something, but I was there with Karen, and neither of us knew anything about Skull Mountain, and we had to evacuate. And there was some sort of power pack that weighed a ton that you had to carry, all the cars to get people out. Karen and I got that shit done, though. <laughs> it was freaking awesome.
1: I very I still mean, remember that today. Karen's
2: dad's friend, Karen?
0: Who,
1: who no, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I, I was gonna say,
1: like, Karen, like, that rode you before she rode me. Like, <laughs> you and Karen were in the dark together. How'd that go? Was that, you know...
2: Well, no, we should clarify what we're talking about because that didn't come across very well to the person that doesn't know what you two are talking
0: about. Exactly, there was All no writing. Right.
2: Why we, <laughs> yeah, why don't we clarify? I think we, we're having a conversation about new soups versus old soups again, but we the audience does know this right now, okay? <laughs> it's thinking, very important, important to clarify. Like, very,
0: very important to clarify this. Uh, I believe what, uh, what Scott was referring to is uh, in our in our in our first year. There was always a senior supervisor that, you know, a full-timer that would be the bad cop. And then there was always a good cop. Karen was definitely mine and Scott's bad cop, and she rode us, if you will, <laughs> um, uh, to make sure that we were uh, the best supervisors that we could be. <laughs> and uh, I was in my second season, so I was past that point. It was great; my initiation was done. <laughs>
1: oh, I would concur with you, Chris, except for the <laughs> fact that, like, I feel like I got ridden by for all three of my seasons. Just like that looping,
0: just like that looping starship ride, Loudon, you got. You got more bang for your buck than me, man. I should be yeah. jealous of you.
1: <laughs> well, when you put it that way, I, I kind of feel good about it. Okay, exactly, um,
0: man. Just look at it a different way. That's all. <laughs> you hey. got more attention than I did.
1: <laughs> but like, I mean, come on. She was like the scariest one out of all of them to get like you know get on you. That
0: was like Karen. Karen, cause yeah, she was she was she was tough, very tough, and also awesome. And uh, yeah. and and and, oh. Ph- and Phyllis, Phyllis was our good cop. And uh, and equally awesome, e- equally comforting, and offering guidance. Uh, they were they were both fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Phyllis used to always have to wake me up at when I was on my like sixth double in a row or tenth double <laughs> in a row. She'd call up. She would like Chris.
2: She <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. Yeah. I love KK, too. So when you're saying, like, Karen wrote me, I'm like, whoa, I'm friends with her. Whoa!
0: Yeah, exactly. We needed to, need to quickly clarify that, yes. Uh. Yeah,
1: funny. I guess it could have. People who don't know could have taken it a different way. Okay, I got
2: you. Well, I will tell you, you know what? Sometimes it's not good to get friendly with people because as a senior soup, if you were friendly with Bob Holman and he liked you, you always knew it because he, he only did this to people he liked. He would smack you in the nuts with the battery of his radio when he walked by you. <laughs> and you'd never know it, you never see it coming. He would sidle by you from the side of you and then swing backwards. So what? The no thing because he's walking up alongside you, and his hand goes like this, and he cracks you right in the nuts. And he's like, ha, have a good day. And he walked
1: by you. Holy like, fucker. You know?
2: That
0: that I, meant like, literally.
1: Wow. Bob Hoban, the only thing that he, he ever said to me my whole time at Great Adventure was I don't know what the I don't think they know what the fuck they're talking about and I don't think you know what the fuck you're talking about either. That was it. <laughs> that was the only time we've ever talked and that was the extent of it. That was the whole conversation. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> One of my favorite parts about Hoban though, we pull no punches. He just said what oh, the fuck no. he wanted to say. He didn't give a shit,
0: you know? He was an animal, and I mean it in a good way. He was fantastic. And, uh, well, let me
2: tell you I, something. You guys probably never heard of this, but when 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 I was a black tag at the log flume, that motherfucker, this is a known thing, too. Not a legend. This is true, because I've seen it. He used to climb a fucking tree near the log flume to try to catch the people fucking off at Spillway and shoot. He would climb a fucking tree
0: to catch us. Yeah, hardcore. Like, in a tree. <laughs> yeah. Now I never got hit in the nuts by him, but uh, his uh oh, yeah. his his mo for me was always first year or at least early on in the first year. What's your twenty? What's your twenty? What's your twenty? And then oh, yeah. eventually oh. become where can I tend with you? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like that yeah. was always how you could tell where you kind of got into better you know good graces with him. Um, you know, yeah. when he would start asking you where can he tend with you. Um, but yeah, he was he was straight to the point. No bullshitting,
1: <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, I think by the time I made it to Ride soup, he had already transitioned into like maintenance, right? Like he wasn't a ride's full-timer anymore.
2: He did. Right, so, right, right. Right. so, yeah, that
1: was, you know, <laughs> well, we didn't have any cause to talk until, you know, the, uh, the the riptide went down because of the lack of water. And he didn't like the answer I gave him <laughs> when I said that the leaves during the fall were clogging up the grates and, you know, cutting off the water supply to the pumps. <laughs> so I was like, after the conversation, I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, well, that went well.
0: Okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that conversation, man. That's
2: fantastic. <laughs> it you, you hooked me up though, because uh, at the end of like two seasons, I didn't even know they had this, but did you know in maintenance shop up at the top, they had their own blueprinting. They had a guy, Adam, whose job was to take and run all the blueprints for all the rides coming in, new rides, old rides, everything in his job. He had an office up. There was nothing but a blueprinting machine and blueprints. And that's what he did. He did architecture design for them and stuff, but basically he took care of all that type of stuff. I didn't even know that until I was going to special effects school. And one of my classes was architectural design. And I actually was doing ride design on purpose because I was like, fuck it. I worked at six flags. This is easy for me. Right. I know this shit. And I told Hoban that. And he was like, Adam needs someone to help him over the winter. He's like, you know, like not for the full winter, but you know, once the park closed, he was like, "You want to go up and do blueprinting?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So for like two nice. seasons, fall and spring, I got to go up there and just run fucking blueprints off for of this guy because I knew how to do it. And uh, on top of it, because of it, I got a copy of the blueprint for every ride in the park, which was fucking cool as shit. Oh, have. that's I don't bad have them anymore. I wish I had them. I don't have them oh. anymore. I actually donated them to my old school because oh. I I'm, I'm in a ride design class and they don't have any ride designs. Not shitting oh. you. They used like a book that was like crap. And I was like, I got the blueprints. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'll bring them in. And I donated them. So I regret that I did that now. I wish I had them. But you know <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> hope and hook me up. Hope and hook me up.
0: That's awesome. And
1: now there's a seven flags over Pittsburgh that is uh, you know <laughs> 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 Oh
2: man Uh, Pluto! did you talk about power failures Anything special on your side Oh you had the waterworks bitch
0: yeah, I mean it was funny too because when we first started talking about breakdowns, my your your first thing is Batman and free, and Freefall, and then I was like, no, it's been a while, I'm getting old. Um, it was always Movie Town water effects, and that it always seemed weird, and they it was always when I was training too, and and you were you know, and you were now training a supervisor, you would ask the question like, what do they think? And it was always oh, Batman or Freefall. It's like nope, Movie Town water effects,
1: and it's because we when they said that, like ah, Right! <laughs> <knew it. laughs> <laughs> that
0: was fantastic, though. But um, yeah, no, the movie town water effects. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, you would go up onto the lift, you'd go up, uh, you know, and when you're in that top curve, um, it's really high. From the base and the catwalk and there's nothing there's really nothing no great way of getting people down but besides even that and besides the awkwardness of getting people out of the boats they really weren't too secure you know i think we said it earlier on in the call with the breakdowns hey you know they're locked in they're not going anywhere a lot of times you get the water effects and people, and this just like a train of people coming down the lift. You're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we're doing this, you know, nothing's locked out yet. You know what I mean? Like they're just coming down, you know? Um, yeah. So that was always definitely the first spot. And then the cool thing about the, I mean, if we could all go back, I think that's probably what we would all want to do. I would be like, give me a power failure, you know, because <laughs> <I think laughs> okay. a lot of it too was the, it was different every time. I don't know who's going to, is there some, is there somebody to cover Batman and Freefall, or am I going movie Town water effects, getting it in order, getting the people out of both. Boom. Then I go to Freefall, Then I go to Batman. You know, sometimes that was the case and that was the order, but you know, one of the cool things and uh, maybe a little cheesy to say, but the camaraderie of, uh, of supervisors and, and everybody just jumping in to help was awesome though. It really was. And you'd start hearing people like I got free fall, I got Batman and so on, you know, throughout the park, which is a, a really cool thing to see in motion.
2: Well, that also, like, if you were in in a roller coaster section, like if you had 120 or 130, especially 120, that became a necessity because every ride you have to evacuate, you have to lock out. And what a lockout is, is we all had this little lock and add a little mechanism on it. And we would put the power off on the ride, click this thing on, and click our lock in. And nobody else had a key. So while, while we're unloading the ride, that ensures the power can't be turned on accidentally on a roller coaster or a flume or anything like that. And the fucked up thing is, like if nobody comes to help you, every you have five rides in 120 that all have to be locked out to evacuate it, and probably all have to be evacuated, and you're the only suit with the lockout. So if people aren't helping you, that's a lot of weight, in those other rides are doing.
0: So. Yeah, man, that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah but you're man, right. I mean,
2: I think you even said it. I know when I was in games, I came out and helped a couple of times.
0: I think you did too, right? Yeah, that was the greatest. Uh, A couple times um, in, uh, you know, dressed and working, even one time in plain clothes, which was fantastic. Uh, You know, it was a power failure. And obviously, you know, it's like all hands on deck. And I I helped with the unload on the top of... uh, uh, screen machine, which was, which was awesome. You know, why are we listening to this guy? <laughs> you know, I had to introduce myself, you know, <laughs> you know exactly. But, uh, I swear to God I work here. And uh, <laughs> it was this guy.
2: <laughs> Love it. Nice. All right. Well guys, I think we're, uh, we're hitting our hour mark, so I think we're going to, we're going to wrap up. Uh, this, we 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 pretty much hit our target of uh, once per month, which is what we're aiming for during the COVID season. So
0: <laughs> the <laughs> <endless> COVID season, <laughs> exactly, exactly season. Uh, I like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how I'm looking at it. It's just like one long season that just doesn't seem to want to end. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> never ends.
0: <laughs> Another movie. Yeah.
2: That never ends That uh, I have been Steve Hicks and Scott Loudon. And Chris Peluso. And uh, as always, helping us uh, record this entire thing is our friend Ming Chen. And uh, we'll sign off by saying what we always say. We hope you all make it a great day. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you. Make it a great day.